Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Danny and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here? It's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. Keep it up for the last two fucking shite talking spas. Run the muck, beat as fuck on down all your ties. Burning the ears off for that cheese, bring all Dublin down to its knees. This podcast fucking shite, tell me where else would you be? So sit back, like relax, have a drink, lose the cacks, and take in all the cack that comes out of these scaldy rats. fans what you're going through at the moment fucking deltoid is twitching guys my deltoid stop getting too technical on us mate what's a deltoid well i know but i'm not (laughs) i want to speak for everyone so my shoulder is absolutely doing a ringer it's it's involuntarily contracting on me i'm having a look at the hair lads and he's like quirrell now philosopher stone the side of his shoulder has a fucking face trying to penetrate out the side of it it's mad looking i think i've been abducted at some stage and just implanted with some micro trip chip that's now grown sentient and 100%. wants to make its way out of my body like i believe that to be honest you definitely have like traits of like someone who's just been planted here do you know what i mean so just oddball like <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um, oh, i can say the same about yourself mate looking definitely not from this planet uh, outer worldly your physique at the moment is phenomenal thanks mate, mate. and who do i owe to who do I owe to? You owe to young Martina. It's true. Martina and co at Martina's Kitchen have been sponsoring the lads. And we had the meals last week. And I have to say, they are 10 out of 10. Like, and I've like whacked the gym out this week. And mm-hmm. I'm never looking better, haven't I? No, I'm, I'm honest to God, mate. And you look fantastic normally as is. So for me to actually notice this different, difference was like, whoa, what is up here? But um, no, I like phenomenal even in the past week or so um, stupid to go guys we, we tagged them on, on Insta actually absolutely you can find them at Martinez Kitchen Meals on Instagram you can actually put in your order as well directly from the Instagram um, and just pay via Revolut it's a handy little service and look as we already touched on the food is phenomenal so if you're looking to attack your fat loss goals gain a bit of size the, the meals are just a great little helper so you can just touch base the guys on Instagram and they do two deliveries a week so uh, and it's very cost effective as well versus other services around Dublin but yeah I'm giving it the seal of approval here at the Naively Optimistic Podcast so yeah well done guys it's fucking top notch <laughs> um, but speaking speaking of, of um, amazing and, and out of this world um, obviously recently and, and TikTok it's been kind of wild and the app I don't know where it's going Trump's basically said I think it's by September 4th if uh, Microsoft don't buy the app that it's 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 no it's no longer gonna be available in, in in the US of A. But I love TikTok, and one of the, the stories I came across <laughs> yesterday was of a a few blokes from Ashtown there in the, at the Royal Canal. Um, mm. Ashtown's it's like Logan or something. I think it is like yeah, Logan. It's, it's near Blanche. And Shout all. out to um, Logan. <laughs> but um, they basically pushed the Chinese woman into <laughs> into the canal. Sorry, mate. I retract that statement and say an Asian woman. Uh, how dare I uh, assume into into the canal <laughs> after they approached 
these group of boys and said, look, do not racially discriminate me. And they just took it into their own hands and just lobbed her into the, into the club. Lobbed. Man, that's <laughs> mental, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, man. That actually reminds me of this hilarious story. Like, me and my arm was telling me, right, that he was down with the barge, like, last summer, right? You know, the barge, obviously. I do, indeed. And it's, like, hopping any time the fucking sun's out. And uh, he was sitting there having a few drinks, right? And then this uh, this board, who was, like, a little cracker, right, mm-hmm. um, fell into the fucking... Fell into the canal at the barge, right? Mm-hmm. And like there was pandemonium down at the barge. Everyone's like, "Oh Jesus, fuck!" Like, like help her get out there, right? And like, so she's getting basically fished out by like her mates and all these blokes. And then this absolute maverick, fair play to him, but sadly, mate, it was just not needed. He literally like swanton bombed into the canal to get her, right? <laughs> but by the time he actually landed in the canal, she was she's already out. out. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the, like being your man like this, as, go on. Yeah, go on, just just torn on him basically? Everyone <laughs> just looked at him like you're a spam. I can't believe he did that. It's actually it's it's mad because well, I've been on real lately, but nobody's actually been down um at at the area. But remember last summer or two summers ago, your man actually stripped across, stripped naked and started tightrope walking across. No, what do you hear with this two or three meter strip? Yeah, man, it's as you said quite right. It's pandemonium amongst there, and the worst thing about the canal, like, and people some they don't intentionally go into that water but some people almost do that water is filthy mate i don't know what it yeah. is like like even the swans have died at death 100 the percent. swans now they actually, don't want to be there that's no, all like they just occupy the land yeah. surrounding the canal and they dip in for for a feed or whatever it is i don't know what is in that canal what i want to know is why your man that the story told you why he felt it was necessary to literally dive in after like you can stand in the canal How more or less like don't think it's that deep, like, yeah. especially not the barge. Like, I think it's probably like, what, five or six feet, like. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, no, there's very few things that would, like, make me jump into the canal to save someone. Pro- well, a child probably a would child. be. A child. Yeah, and even at that, I'd be double would thinking, like, a, do you mean? <laughs> would it have to be your own child? I'd be doing the maths, like, I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> You're going in there for selfish reasons, Exactly, though. yeah. Well, it depends how fit the maths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing, I'm only messing. No, I would dive in after a child, but I'd probably take a peek around and go, like, because, you know, if this happened, you know, there's a lot most Baywatch material. First. Yeah, oh, well, it depends. If a child fell into the canal, I think I'd take a quick pan, panoramic and be like, no one else jumping in now? Anyone? <laughs> go no once. Go once, go, go on twice. twice. Right, I fucking do it. <laughs> but I used to get swimming lessons in the Johnny Gods when I was younger. <laughs> you got more than swimming lessons. No, <laughs> but like, honestly, when I was growing up, I didn't know what the Johnny Gods was. And uh, I used to always like when I'd be chatting to my mates like in school, it's like oh, I was just swimming there the weekend. They're like, "Oh, guys, where'd you where'd you go swimming?" Like the Johnny Gods, and they'd be like, "What?" <laughs> laughing the head off, and I'd be like, "What are you laughing at?" Like it's just, where you go swimming. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't think there was anything untoward at all. Like I was just. Do you ever go to? I I went to Cheverstown actually as well. Um, we're both in that vein, but <laughs> but uh, you ever went to the the Crumlin the the, the Crumlin swimming the swim pool? I think they shut it down. They shut it down, mate. Yeah, Any Ratsman. What? Wheels disease. What? I don't know. Wheels disease. <laughs> is that, that's what you get, like. What's wheels disease? How have you not heard of wheels disease? You get, you catch it from like the Liffey and all, like. Do you know what I mean? Because like I don't know. Look, this is, must be an old wives' tale, but like mm-hmm. I heard that if you found this the is the first canal. time I've ever heard of wheels. Wheels disease. disease. Rats carry it. Yeah, so I'm surprised can you I haven't heard of it. To be honest, you have to rat crumbling. Check it up there. Yeah, wheels I don't think it's spelled like wheels in a car. Oh, though. sorry. W e leptospirosis. It's a blood infection caused by bacteria. Oh. Will you put in there rat just so I look I'm not imagining it, there's definitely some association. No, it is. The other name's rat fever. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, mate, this sounds atrocious. What the fuck, mate? That's mental. Jesus, the the risk of death can if if it enters its way into the respiratory system, the risk of death is fifty to seventy percent. Yeah, no, that's what I heard as well. Like that's sad uh, because I remember like, do you know like when you're going down um like where I live on the canal, every you always see around the summer like loads of little heads jumping into the canal and their jocks, right? Why? And like I remember like especially when I was younger, that used to happen all the time. I mean, mad be like, don't ever let me see it doing that because you get wheels to see it's not. And I'd be like, right, fucking hell, I must be serious then. Because you'd be drilling that into my head, like, and uh, anytime I'd see any little heads jumping into the canal, I'd be like, man, they're lepers, man, get away from them, like, they're riddled, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I don't get the appeal, like, why not just go to the beach? Yeah, exactly. Well, not like, that we have much beach anyways. Or the John of Gods, man, like, six euro in, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Outrageous carry on, like, I could, like, just don't get the appeal, man, of diving into God only knows what's in the fucking Liffey as well, man, like, you mm. know yourself, like, trolleys. Gandhi's glasses, do you know what I mean? Gandhi's <laughs> glasses. Did you actually hear they actually found a pair of Gandhi's glasses um, not too long ago? <laughs> hey, please elaborate on this madness. What do you mean they found Gandhi's glasses? Some bloke in, in the, I was reading this today in the UK, posted, basically went to the auctioneers at, mm. at the weekends. He, he just had these glasses in his gaff. Now, I still don't know how they confirmed that these are Gandhi's glasses, by the way, because there wouldn't be much DNA left of it. 100%, no, like, but what I want to know is like, Surely when Gandhi died, I don't even know the, the circumstances in which Gandhi died, but like that's kind of like his, his style, that's a signature the set up, piece, like the three piece, yeah. yeah, the specs, the, the mad turban and the sandals, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So they'd be worth a few quid, so if Gandhi died, surely you'd be like, you'd just ravage the country, be like, Wait, quick, get the glasses, they'd be worth a few quid. I assume he had multiple pairs, I'm going to assume. Maybe. I, I wouldn't say so, mate. No, just the one signature, Tom Ford-esque. Pover, man, I'd say he had one pair. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> He was a father. He was. Um, you were cracking. I remember a few weeks ago, I was telling you about me being hungover. I goes, man, me and was like Gandhi flip flop. Yeah. It was the first time you'd ever heard that gem. Good, <laughs> it's a great good. one, isn't it? Well, so this this dude found them and um, he the auctioneers was closed the weekend, so he posted it, put them in the letterbox. Just put Gandhi's glasses into the letterbox. In whose letterbox? Into the auctioneer's letterbox and said, give me a ring if they're worth anything. Right. And to his shock, they obviously called up Monday. I was like, you have Gandhi's glasses here, mate. Right. Test I need it. to know how they knew it was Gandhi's like, glasses. Do they have just like some kind of mad fucking index with like John Lennon's glasses, Gandhi's glasses, anyone somewhat famous or not well-known the exact model of glasses they have and if they turn up, they just, they identify, like, do you know what I mean? Because, look, I only have that one picture of Gandhi in my head, but they're kind of non-glasses, man. They look like Harry's glasses out of the first film. Like, they're just kind of round ones, aren't they? Like, there's no identifiable... Harry potter There's no brand about them, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, they actually... It doesn't actually... Because I, I read the article and it didn't actually say how, how they knew. All that they didn't know was that your man's uncle worked with Gandhi in South Africa in the 30s before, obviously, the old... Um, Gandhi was there apparently between 1910 and 1930 it says here and apparently um, yeah he just he was working with them I don't and his uncle was gifted them after helping Gandhi in some way and they're passed down from generation to generation I, I still don't think I think this is absolutely I think scam. this is bollocks I think they got these off wish yeah there has to be because like and they just sprayed them rose tinted gold yeah ray guns <laughs> What do you think, mate? That's what they are. <laughs> do you reckon, because I know we, you, you touched on there the illustrious claim of, of Gandhi being a pauper and us to not delve into discriminating here, but <laughs> what is, because I was like, I was watching something the other day speaking like of Indians and not the stereotype here of like Indian scammers. Um, and some of them are crazy. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. You know what the biggest target market is now? 
Go on. It's elderly people in the States with dementia. Oh, I know what you're going to say here. And computer viruses now. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, go on. And basically what they do is they, they make them like they make them think that they've paid for something. And they're like, oh, we owe you a refund. And then they put a lot of code on the screen. They're like, mm. ma'am, please type. Like, let's say $400. Yeah. You got a refund. Um, which they don't even remember paying for because yeah. they have dementia, which is awful, by the way. I don't know. And then what they do is they add another zero. Mm-hmm. Right? And nothing actually happens in this, yeah. this code. But they're like, oh, ma'am, you, you requested back $4,000. Like, mm. now my boss is going to absolutely do me in. So what they then say is, this happens. This is mad. They get them to go to Target and Best Buy, and he has this funny list. I was watching the video: Target, Best Buy, GameStop, and Walmart, and go in and buy the equivalent of the deficit, so three and a half k or three what thousand six hundred, whatever it is, in uh, gift cards. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is mad, man. That's mm-hmm. so bad. I want it because, like, it's like Americans in general, you know, they wouldn't be the sharpest tails in the box. Like, do you know what I mean? No, no, then no. if you if you hone in on like an elderly American with dementia, like it's easy pickings, isn't it? Really, like. Mm-hmm. And uh, like them Indians as well, like the scammers are thick as well. Like so, oh, it's actually mad. Like, yeah. sure, I've had a few run-ins as you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, remember I got scammed there on Instagram. Outrage, just carry on. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I do, I do remember this. Um, and actually, a, a young friend of ours also got scammed in. Well, that was worse than me. Like, the... I did everything I could not to be scammed, and like yeah. I was, I went down Floyd Mayweather shoulder behind or shin behind the shoulder, and yeah. I still got done. And and I, you know, at the end, I was like fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? Way, well, well, our other friends who, who won't be named, um, he actually got scammed on the, on the crypto front. Um, and he got done in bad. Oh, Mr. Man. Mr. Man. Remember that? Yeah. Like your man was saying to this friend in question, like, hello, Mr. Man and everything. That was like what he kept saying to him. And like, how the fuck was that not like in, a, in and of itself? On. Like, yeah, Mr. Exactly. Mr. Man. Because this is just a casual thing that you call someone. Hello, Mr. Man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, at least, he, at least he got the gender right, which is the big thing. Yeah, which in this case, the person we're talking about, it's kind of a toss-up. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> but um, Sorry, CF. <laughs> he, um, he, yeah, he got in on, on crypto. But like, I have to say this for what it is. Um, <laughs> he sent me the most nonchalant message. And I, you will listen to this, but he's like, I won't put his accent in mm. there. I'll give the most neutral accent. I'll give him my yeah. accent. Scrambler effect. <laughs> 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 that's what you call that the yeah. scrambler effect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever see that though when they distort the voice yeah, yeah. Um, I won't give his voice although it really does add to it but he just goes Danny yeah it's, it's going well so far you know I deposited 250 pounds last week to claim back like and he said this as if like this mm. is like unreal he made the best find of his life yeah deposited 250 now their balance is up to 9k within 6 days just need to deposit another 250 to claim and I was like oh my god they saw like, you coming they saw you yeah. coming mate I have a bit of money in crypto actually at the moment um because obviously I'm, I'm hearing mad things about about the the, the appreciation of crypto so mm. I have some Ripple some some Bitcoin um, I have a trading bot just put some money into it a trading bot yes interesting just place trades like places trades well it's, it's kind of like a pool and they, and they, right. and they trade um, and I'm we're, it just kind of passively put money into. There's no withdrawal fee. Mm. They they make money based off of the acquisitions they're making, really? based on the size of their pool. Mm. Um, I'm not too big into it, but um, there's been some mad things said about it. The first one, like, was I got I heard that look, Bitcoin's gonna go to 100k by the end of the year. Yeah, whatever it was. But like, you know, remember that fella? What's his name? Um, the McAvee. Turn the McAvee antivirus software. That guy is a fucking looper. He's a king, man. We're but, fans. Man, we? well, I don't know, to be honest. Um, but 
fucking he said that Bitcoin would be 500k by 2020. He said this in 2017. He said within three years, Bitcoin is going to be 500k. And then someone said, so you're confirming this. BTC 500k 2020. Yes. And he responded to this tweet by saying, if not, I will eat my dick on national television. Right. And then then in 2018, he said, when I predicted Bitcoin at 500k by the end of 2020, it used a model that predicted 5,000 at the end of 2017. Now, I think it hit 8K or something yeah, in yeah. 2017. BTC has accelerated much faster than my model assumptions. I now predict Bitcoin at 1 million Go by away. the end of 2020. I will still eat my dick if wrong. Well, as someone who has eaten their dick on live television, <laughs> it's easier said than done. So, look, all the best An to entree, me. wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tapas. <laughs> oh stop um, but uh, let's move on to John McAvee because the chap is an absolute mad cunt and star of the documentary Gringo yeah um, I've actually this is so odd because you like nothing was ever I'll tell you how I heard of John McAvee I didn't I didn't hear of yeah, him the virus <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Packard Bell was fucked yeah, he's, yeah that's very that's very true I always had McAvee like like everyone did I guess he kind of like monopolized the market yeah, in some way exactly but yeah. um, this documentary you're telling me about I gave it a watch it, it's fucking madness man yeah it's it's mental because it's like it's the last person you'd ever expect like to have a story like this and we're gonna bring it through now lads and it takes mad lefts and rights and yeah this chap is a bit of a character to say the least and yeah big act shout out actually to to Patreon friend of the podcast young Aoife Parker who actually suggested that oh, we do this, do you know what I mean? So yes. shout out Eva, who won? Cool. And uh, recently joined up to the Patreon, so Eva forever love, madame, um, so fair play to you. But yeah, so the, the story kicks off uh, with McAfee Software, as you pointed out, everyone more or less, like, in, I, doubt, I definitely did. It was 90s. that, or what you call a bull guard, was that the other one? Yeah, like, or yeah, like... AVG for free. Yeah, AVG was another one, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But like, McAfee um, was just a done thing, wasn't it? Like, when you had a computer. Yeah, like, massive market share. Yeah, when you went into PC world, like, the Indian lads, same story, like, they'd be like, you need to get McAfee. <laughs> these are the good ones, though. Yeah, these are the sound ones, like, do you know what I mean? Um and uh, actually fucking I swear to god actually no different story I'll tell, that's, a, that's a real live podcast joke actually I don't know if I could say her <laughs> it's about one of my Indian friends uh, young Routar <laughs> like, no, no I'm not going to get into it definitely not like Router yeah man believe it or <laughs> like not like Wi-Fi box believe it or not the way people pronounce his name is Router and we, we work together and anytime people would be like has anyone seen Router and I'd be like why the fuck is everyone looking for the Router so much is that over there do you know what I mean and then, but like, so it's, it's actually pronounced Routar, but was, everyone was saying Routar, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, but like, when I first was doing a bit of work at this company, all I hear is like, I don't say Routar, Routar around. I was like, man, I'm not shy about this fucking Routar, like, is it not over there? Like, <laughs> oh, stop. Can you say the story? No, I can't, but uh, okay. it would definitely be one for a, a live PC we'll or keep, something like that. We have an exciting announcement about. Yeah, towards the end. PC, towards the end. So. This is the kind of stuff that you get everyone to drop their phone into a box on the way in. Yeah, type thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like this particular joke. That, I actually, uh, we want IP addresses for the what we we're suggesting. Exactly. Later on. Yeah. We actually, you're, like McAfee won't secure you after what we're trying to no, do. No, you're bollocks. You know when you're going through Amsterdam in the red light district and you try to take your phone out and those yes. big built cones like will knock the shit out of you. Man, they almost blend into the walls. Yeah, they are walls. We're gonna have them at the lively optimistic, the lively optimistic podcast. Yes. We're gonna have lads wall to wall making sure no one takes their phones out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then it will they'll all be in boxes anyway. We'll smash your sims. Yeah, we'll eat your sims. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no problem. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but um yeah, no, back to young Jonathan, right? So, you know, you know, McAfee absolutely massive antivirus software in the in the early nineties. And like he, he forced Kem to like he was a computer developer mm-hmm. in the early nineties and he just figured out basically how to 
how to solve one of the forced viruses that came onto the scene, which was the Pakistani brain was the name for it. This is why the Indians are so adamant. Because India and Pakistan are, are rivals. Are they? So, oh, mate. Like, Indians and Pakistan, Pakistani hate each other. I like, know that. Genuine. Because there's a lot of war regarding territory and, like, colonial rule and Kels. stuff. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. Did you ever see... I have to say this. Yeah. Uh, like, any cow outside of, like, Europe or, let's say, like, New Zealand, like, Oceania and, like, America, it's just this skinny... Like, yeah, crepid looking yoke. Like, cause they're so stocky in Ireland. Anytime you see a cow, like they have built, like yes. they're on the juice, like they're taking HGH or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Copious sense of grass. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, look, there's plenty of to go fucking mm-hmm. around, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, they're absolute built cunts here. So the obviously the like this is why the Indians are, are big on it. But this was the first ever virus. Up until that yeah. point, like who would have thought? Like, oh, exactly, I can yeah. actually program something to be mm-hmm. able to go onto your computer at the time as well. Not everyone had a computer. Like when? The, when was the first computer in in um, the O'Neill household? Oh, two thousand and six or something. Like we had a few quid, mate. Like you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> no, we didn't. No one That's normal. Like, and it was actually like me. Me dad whipped it from work. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yes. they were thrown out. My dad was like, "We'll take that." And brought it home, and it was this shit box of a thing, man. Like it was so bad. Like it was dirt. Like, and um, but yeah, and no shock had McAfee. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, one, one thing young um, young fucking Jonathan from McAfee did was he was able to figure out how the Pakistani brain virus worked, reverse engineer it, and then that's essentially the genesis of how McAfee anti-software or whatever began. So he set up a company and uh, he was a phenomenal salesman, young John, like, like yourself, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And one thing he was able to do was he, able to, he was able to create mass hysteria around this new virus in the early 2000s called the Michelangelo virus, yeah? Speaking of Michelangelo, yeah. this, this fella's still turned in the grave today. Um, well, he's yeah. frustrated himself. He he tried to depict yourself in statue form, and he ended up disappointingly <laughs> making David. Yeah, that rotter. <laughs> Still a way bigger flute than me, though, which is wrecking me head. Like, <laughs> like specifically at Michelangelo the spec, I was like, this is what I look like. Do this, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sadly, turned around that piece of show. I wonder why it was called Michelangelo. It's also beautiful naming it. It's like how to name storms. Yeah, we were touching that before, such, yeah, like, exactly. I love the fact that all the storms here, like, lately, like, Storm like Star- Lorenzo. Storm Gaz would do me in. Oh, mate, he has done you in several times, man. I have experienced yeah, Storm Gaz 100%. on multiple levels. Anytime we do battle, man, you're brown bread, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, but the storm names I'm mad, like, recently, like, in the last couple of years, like, what we have, like, Ophelia, which we, we had Ophelia and then Lorenzo, two completely contrasting names, like. Mm-hmm. like we touched in episode 4 I think it was Lorenzo sounds like just some absolute staunch Italian porn star <laughs> you know what I mean doesn't he like Storm Lorenzo like that's that's someone who comes into the room and just whips the air from the room with just that's pure it. charm like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like the lads there's no fucking about Lorenzo yeah whereas Ophelia just Ophelia. seems like kind of a shy girl in the gale talked that yeah. doesn't really you know no bit of bluster or wind here and there yeah exactly she has a few one-liners but for the most part she's a quite enough young one um <laughs> and what other storms was that Ooh. there was definitely desmond desmond yeah now desmond it feels like desmond's a bit of an aggressive storm what was desmond like i don't remember was desmond the one that caused them i don't know i don't know ophelia was the worst one i, I think desmond was quite see because we don't even remember the ones in between. They're named A, B, C all the way through to Z, right? And then you come back yeah. around and then you just keep going. Oh, intro. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are you going to do when they get to Z? They go back to A. Storm Zeus or something? No, but I mean, like... Oh, actually, you can, get you me, can like, look that up. I'll, I'll look that up. They have the names Ready to Rock. Yeah, yeah. They they pick them every... Well, the, remember we had this discussion, Met mm. Aaron, basically have, like, a poll. 
and you can pick. But what about X though? Like, what would you with that xylophone? Stone I don't know. Xylophone? Like, I don't know any. Like, the, a Zane, I suppose. I think they do actually. No, Zane is with a fucking Z. But I oh, know, is it? No, Zane is with an X. Zane, apparently. With Storm, an X? Storm Zach. Oh, so it's if you like have 26 in a year. So obviously, 26 letters. So some years they don't have 26. But there's only been a couple times that they've they've hit Z. Oh, sorry, it's been loads of times. I don't know about in Ireland though. Find me X, man. I need to fucking see what they do for X because yes. there's no names really. Like, Zian, mm. probably. Uh, Javier. Javier. Zina. Zhang Zane. No. Yes. Madness, me. Za- Javier in 2013, which was a European windstorm that killed 15 people. <gasps> madness, mate. Absolutely madness. But there's only been there's only been three or four times. There you go. What about G? Has there been a storm, Gaz? Oh, we can't even click onto it, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, there soon you go. Soon to be. Soon to be. Soon to be. You're coming. You're coming quickly. Yeah. Um, but Michelangelo, anyway. So, young uh, Jonathan was creating mass hysteria around um, fucking this Michelangelo virus in the early 2000s. Like, really scaremonger and stuff. Like, this is going to be the virus of the millennium. Do you know what I mean? This is going to crash your computer. Yeah. Take all your data. Like, And people were afraid of technology at this stage, bear that in mind, because mm-hmm. it was relatively new. So if you're like, oh, I don't even want to put like any my details. Like, imagine putting your credit card details into a machine that wasn't just the machine at the store, yeah, chip and pin. Exactly. And now you're basically saying that look, this thing can just basically read your screen and whatever you've typed. It can just take everything. So people were like, oh, this yeah. cannot happen. McAvee, like, where do I sign? Sign me up. Exactly. Yeah, sign on the dotted line there, champ. And then the fella was raking in the millions as a result of this. At one stage, McAvee controlled over 60% of the, the market. That's Which madness. is mental, like, isn't it? Like, Imagine someone owning 60% of the market today. Yeah. I think the biggest company might be like 15% of the market. Which is nuts, isn't it? Mm. It really is insane. So that's, that is very, very, but, very impressive. Like, I, I remember we, I watching this. There, there's only a small kind of staffing. Like John kind of was a self-starter, wasn't he? Big and he, he kind of employed a lot of his, his mates and stuff. And what happened was a bit mad, wasn't it? Some of the old office, edi- office etiquette mm-hmm. was a bit We need to take notes on this, We actually. do, mate. This is future NLPHQ <laughs> stuff, right? But he only had, like, you know, this is like a fucking... Like, they're they're literally turning over millions upon millions a year, right? And their their staff is only, like, 20 people. Like, if even that, to be honest, yeah. Bear in mind, what year is this? Like, 89, 90? No, this is, like, uh, this is like coming up to the early 2000s, yeah. But just before. Like, 15 million then yeah. is probably the equivalent of, like, 60 million now. It's nuts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, with that... Um, what went on in the office was madness like there was only like 15-20 staff but they were just having like orgies and all like whacking each other on the table like there was like they, they had like there was like a fucking group of mots right that worked in the office that called themselves like the little foxes or something like that and they used to like give out points basically in the office for like having sex in like the ma- maddest locations ever and like there was witches in the conference room and all this mad shit and uh, but it got to a point where the company was just scaling so much that the investors were like okay we want to take the company to the next level but jonathan sorry champ you're gonna have to go because you're just too much of a nutter like do you know what I mean? so, the, so they bought him out so when they say they bought him out did they basically make him a minority shareholder or did they completely they just completely bought him off McAfee like yeah ah, so was he the operating C- was he the CEO then or yeah what he was yeah so he was looking the driver's seat and then they how were... did he accrue such a wealth then if he was just the CEO if he didn't own much stock in the company I always question that because we, we like we find out like as as like being the head honcho of this company he ended up having a net worth of over 100 million or something yeah. like that didn't he yeah absolutely and um, but when when he got bought out and um like obviously he got a serious cash injection for that you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he fucked off to colorado in 2000 um and then he basically like bought a load of land a fucking ridiculous amount of land and opened up like a yoga and a meditation center 
and like ran that for a few years but like it was very cult-esque almost like the people who mm, were actually in the meditation kind of like exactly like yeah I remember in the documentary like your woman was like we, we really believe John was enlightened, enlightened. Yeah. yeah and he wrote loads of books and all like to, to that kind of effect and um, yeah he ran that for years and years and years and then it was free as well wasn't it yeah that's why he shut it down like he shut it down because he said that too many people were just showing up and taking advantage so he just knocked on the head sure. and uh, and that's when really our story begins because Young Jonathan bounces over to uh, to Belize, and it's roughly around two thousand eight, and which there is was the crash essentially. Yeah, and he lost. Uh, there was rumors, right? Which subsequently it turns out. Well, he he claims that he started the rumors himself that he lost over ninety million in the in the crash, and he had just about ten million left, roughly. And um, just about ten million. Yeah, it was just mad, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. but um, but he says to this day he just made that up. Like, and he, well, in the story we'll get into it. He's kind of like he's he's mad into playing he's, the media. He's isn't he? such an odd character. Like, I like still can't get over some of the things that he he's done, and he's still in the public sphere, and we'll come full circle yeah. eventually. But a hundred percent. So he moves to Belize, beautiful Belize. Shout out to my pal Leighton actually in Belize at the moment who works there full time, and uh, I'm actually going. I'm going to be in Belize for a wedding, mate. Are you going to be in San Pedro? I don't know, possibly. Or Carmelita. Uh, I don't think I'll be going there, Carmelita. Anyway, That's fuck that. I actually true. don't know where in Belize uh, we will be going. But whenever the wedding takes place, I am one of the uh, groomsmen. What languages do they speak apart from English there? Like, they speak English, but what's their Spanish, first I think. Is it yeah, Spanish? Yeah, I think Spanish, yeah. Oh, so, okay. uh, shout out, actually, their patrons as well, Leighton and Robert, the lads. So, mm-hmm. and we're actually just going to be shouting at the patrons oh, as we, we go. go. English is actually the official language. Madness. A Creole, Brazilians, multilingual, Mopcan, Yucatec. But for the listeners without an atlas, uh, <laughs> Belize is Central America. And yeah, so he moves off there in 2008 and he's kind of like a celebrity when he touches down, doesn't he? Because this is like a wealthy gringo touching down in Belize that has a few quid and he, he makes it known. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Builds a fucking proper gaff on the beach, like 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 ridiculous, like almost like Epstein's gaff in Florida. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like similar to that, mm-hmm. like. And uh, he starts with like bribing the mayor, like he buys the mayor a big fuck off yacht. He's like he's investing into the community, and like people are like blown away by by John McAfee touching on the Belize. Like it's a big deal. Like do you know what I mean? And um, this is a, like Belize would be a fairly poor country. Yeah, definitely. Like um, workers were getting about twenty dollars a day, which is which is little to nothing. Um, and he just comes in and just starts basically throwing cash around. Yeah, to beat the band, like, and uh, but he, he's he resides basically in his beach house for pretty much like a couple of years in, in Belize and then eventually he uh, he comes across like a specific part of the island which you said there a second which is Carmelita which he kind of just fell in love with and he bought land down there which is like very inland really poor area and he created employment as well there like he was he, he wanted to build like almost like a little village like you know what I mean like a little like compound almost you know what I mean for himself and uh, the people in Carmelita were absolutely loving him they were like fuck me this John character is an absolute don flaunting down giving us work like they just thought it was like just insane, like, and uh, but he meets a girl called Alison. Um, Adon- how would you say Adoniso? Alison Adoniso. Yeah. You man, Italian me. I don't know if she was Italian. Adonizio. Adonizio. And uh, so she's probably an in there. It's probably Adonizio. Yeah. Well, there you go, mate. That's uh, Adonis. Yeah, Adonis, mate. There That's yourself, young, young Alison Adonis. Yeah, and uh, she specialises in a kind of new science, which is like bacterial quorum sensing. And she Basically, said she, like, yeah. they're looking to build kind of natural antibiotics, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's what she said to John Boy. She was like, look, I want to do a bit of research on jungle plants that might have anti-quorum sensing properties that could be used to create new, a new like a new paradigm, essentially, in the field of antibiotics. So he's like, yeah, I'm fucking well up for this. Do you know what I mean? So he starts investing, and they kind of go in on it together, and they create a lab um, in Orange Walk. 
and she's just tipping away. But John Boy getting the sales skills out once again. Um, as we touched on, he starts touching base with the media in America and going, we are making mad progress down here. We are fucking yeah, making saw, mad. He was basically taking pictures of like um, like round bottom flasks with just random food colorings. And yeah. he was like, mate, we found like we found this, this, this. We found a way of like being able to um, cure X, Y and Z. And the, they had the the spray bottles. They had they had basically they said they came up with like a spring on antibacterial um which is madness which wasn't the case at all yeah and he was like bringing reporters down to the lab like flying them into blaze and all that making a big show and dance about it, do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and as you say like they, they were just putting like dye in the bottles and even your one allison was like mate this is a bit ropey like i don't really feel good about this and he's like don't worry about it like this is sales baby do you know what i mean mm-hmm. we're just getting a bit of hype around this so we get can get yeah, investment mm-hmm. and she's like oh whatever like so she's just kind of leaving them to it you know kind of way but um but John Boy, you know, he has a few quid and, you know, Belize can be a bit of a dangerous country, I gather, like, you know what I mean, a lot of criminal activity, yeah, especially in the poor parts. Yeah, money, they're like, here, like... Yeah, exactly, so he starts getting threats, basically, you know, he's getting calls in the middle of the night going, look, give us X or we're going to kidnap the fuck <gasps> out of you, etc, etc, yeah, and uh, so he starts increasing the security, but his security team comprises of, like, ex-murderers, like, proper ropey characters, like, but insane. that's who you kind of want when, when, you, when you're in a corrupt country like that. Yeah. Not that it's overly corrupt, but um, having seen kind of Central America and gangs, you're watching like Narcos and the little information I have anywhere with corruption in the world, you want cunts that you know that will just take cash and protect the fuck out of you. That don't Big care about time. getting caught by the police, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, so John does start basically hiring entourage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, like, you know, his gang, like the, the security and were like the funniest looking cunts ever. Like we were cracking up watching you are. <laughs> They're literally like, you know, like Captain Phillips, that, that film with like Tom Hanks, like the pirates. They're like that, do you know what I mean? And um, just mad fucks. So um, he links up with like some of the worst gangs in Carmelita as well. Um, like just just to essentially I suppose to like develop a bit of a network around himself that he could protect himself do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and he starts kitting them out with like uniforms like guns vehicles like, they turn into like a paramilitary yeah, group yeah ex- that's exactly it like they're like an army basically rolling around the place like patrolling the town and all John opens up a fucking Garda station and all in <laughs> Garda station like mad isn't it and starts setting like a curfew on the town and all he basically and, Took became over. the dictator or the controller of of, of Carmelita. Yeah, absolutely and insane. Terrorizing, set curfews, yeah. everything like, which is madness. Hundred percent. And like, Allison is getting a pain in that fucking gooch at this stage. She's like, we're not making any progress on these pharmaceuticals. You're rolling around with a fucking army. Like you're doing all sorts. I think I'm just gonna bounce. And uh, she's like, anytime she goes to talk to him, like she got to have like a one on one chat with him. He's always in his gaff, armed to the tits with his bodyguards and all. Do you know what I mean? Like really paranoid, like a bit sketch, like mm-hmm. and. Uh, but she's so she's getting a bit rattled and she she goes to him confides him she goes look mate i think i'm gonna hit the fucking road to be honest and head back to the states and he's like will you chill for a second right and she he's like take this cup of orange yes, juice yeah two pills inside two of pills it. and that's all she wrote me so she passes out and so she's essentially roofing her and she's kind of like dazing in and out and she wakes up and like there's john boy like lad in hand ready to do the business and she's she's jarred like she's over like and eventually when she comes to the next morning she runs back to her gaff like bone rise out she's in the shower like she's fucking like bleeding and all she's like bleeding, you know what I mean? so it's pretty evident out. that like you know what i mean she's and then fucking, she she you know? confronts john and john's just like nothing happened like this is this just shows john's character john is crazy uh-huh. like matt to go from like founding this stupidly successful company to then 
you know, selling out, buying out because he's so erratic, to then starting like a yoga and like kind of like holistic uh, retreat center and now going to like essentially roofing and, and turning into a bit of a, a I dare not say Hugh Hefner because I hope to God Hugh Hefner never roofed anybody. Yeah, there were many people like wouldn't eat and just had cash on the go, like mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cash on the go, sorry, but cash as well. <laughs> Um, it's you know just I mean? mad the changes Young John made yeah like we'll actually go into uh, this Hugh Hefner I suppose side later on we talk about the Mots but uh, for now yeah yeah. Alison goes back to our gaff she's balling her eyes out after a horrific ordeal and she's like okay I'm getting the fuck out of here and she goes to tell John and he just goes absolutely book wild and she like she pegs it out of his gaff basically and legs it to the lab where she works locks herself in the lab and starts destroying samples and basically wrecking the shop like anything mm-hmm. she can get her hand on is fair game and she's wrecking it and she emails her dad basically and the second she hits send to send an email to her dad going listen like if that never happens to me blah 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 the second she hits send the power gets cut to the little compound in the village and it's like pitch black she's inside the lab the lab is locked anyway and john rolls up to the front of the lab and well allegedly like this has never been proven but like he's like booting the door in and he's like has a shotgun on and he'll get out here now for a knock to show you it. <laughs> and she's like terrified she's hiding under a table she's texting our mates going listen get down to blaze and get me asap because i'm about to get butchered like you know what i, I mean? don't know how she like i don't know how she actually like managed to get out of this but she contacted the the fbi when, um and but they had no jurisdiction right because mm-hmm. there was two americans sure that involved the fbi but it was on um billy's soil so they just had no they couldn't do anything 100 percent, yeah and um so john gets a bit of info that people are out to get him at this stage like we touched on a second ago Alison like, escaped by the way yeah she's home free she like, managed to just yeah. like i don't know how oh our fucking da went down for and then got her out that way yeah but like he left her alone like so when when John was knocking the bollocks out of the lab door saying get out here eventually just fucked off like you know what I mean and um, she she just stayed there overnight but then our dad and our friends basically came to get her in Belize and got her out there and she's quite public about the whole thing like obviously she's in the documentary but she still does like a like a good bit of media and she's like John McAfee's a fucking monster like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so with that um, John is still getting pinged out of it with like information that like he's you know people are out to get him like you know like he's a few quid he's he's a celebrity essentially on the island so he's like he he goes back to his gaff one day after getting word that like there's people out from and his gaff is basically cleared out right like robbed and he he finds out that a, a local chap called david middleton was the one who did it right david middleton's just this kind of poor chap on the, on the island like one kid one moth and um like just like just broken the John's gaff essentially just to survive, like you know what I mean. But like John wanted to set an example for David because this is his town essentially. Like I mean, he's mm-hmm. running Carmelita at this stage. This has turned into like that. this is this is very similar to the like approach with like Pablo Escobar as a, as a narc, like narcos like a boss, yeah, a mob boss. This is madness. Yeah. So so John Boy rallies up his fucking team of like criminal fucking like lunatics i was like listen get me this day in the middle and chop asap so they go to get him in the dead mm. of night right and they they yeah. john does say do not kill him yeah don't kill him i want him alive free so they knock on his door and he runs out the back of his gaff and he's, he's basically running through the town he's begging for help people are shutting their doors on him because again john runs the place so they know the sus and he's running he's running, running they eventually catch him and they absolutely slaughter him like they bring him out into the forest they're knocking the shit of him they're tasering his knob and all they're Jesus. cutting him um, they're just absolutely massacring the fella and then John um, gives the lads a ring go kill bring him to me now they drag him to the, to this like jeep where John is sitting in it and then he like he 
he's having a chat with John in the back of the jeep. Then the jeep drives into town, and then like they just kick him Drop out into him. the middle, mm. into the town, like like kind of like setting an example for everyone. Then they drive off, and um, yeah, he dies. Like, doesn't later, make it. A week later, they, like David dies. So like at this point, you're like, look, as 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 far as we know, like this is this is like a murder. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is also completely like John is completely complicit in this to the point of hold on a second like everyone by the way in this documentary like is who's a witness even people who worked for John said this happened mm-hmm. which is like how is he how is he getting away with this it's kind of odd and this isn't actually like skip almost forward quickly to today this actually hasn't really been brought up since has it yeah it's magazine the documentary is kind of like DL enough like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't know that many people who's um who've really watch it like but it's mad because this fella as you said at the start of the podcast is like still in the public eye do you know what i mean mm. and which we'll elaborate properly later but he's like it's not like this chap's just gone under mm. under a veil of yes. darkness like i mean he's bopping around doing bits like but, but uh, this, this brings sto- on to edward McCoy. yeah like this gets kind of interesting now young, yeah. young eddie um basically this is one of david's mates who's a madman yeah like, he is crazy nicknamed mac 10 because of the the machine gun he used to absolutely do people in and um, he actually wants to to get to avenge young young David's death, um, but what happens is mad. Um, fucking he's, yeah, he's on a he's on a mission basically trying to do John in. He's like he's at the mill and David out with. Therefore, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking clip John. But he knows like that John knows he's coming. They basically so, both thought they're gonna do yeah, each other in. So they're like it's like this kind of mind game thing where like John is looking for Eddie. Eddie's looking for John now. Eddie's like yeah man now of like I am the captain now of like Captain Phillips like yeah, just has yeah, that yeah. kind of vibe about him like, and uh, so he's he's looking for John eventually like they they uh, get on the phone to one another and Eddie's like I am gonna kill you me and John is like pal let's just meet up and let's just settle our differences right and then he's like yeah no bottom man we can meet up no hassle at all but he's really like love hate us yeah but he's like I'm going he's in his head he's like I'll meet up with John I'll bother but I'm going to come armed to the tits so he has like an AK-47 yeah and he's hand. like he's like the the, the guys at, at John's house just have these little pump gauge like shotguns they're yeah. going to do nothing compared exactly. to me on my AK so he can't pick them up from miles away if you want to yeah. like Jimmy mm-hmm. so they meet up anyway and like this is just mad to me like John must have offered young Edward like insane cash because they settled their differences there and then and Eddie you know originally on a fucking warpath to avenge the, the loss to of his friend John. David actually starts working for John so you know definitely money played into it we know John's a master manipulator anyway mm-hmm. but uh so yeah Eddie Eddie gets hired essentially as like a good gun for hire I suppose for for John boy and it uh, becomes like integral, I suppose, to like yeah. a security team. And, like, and, I mean. and now John has kind of like not completed, but he's gone towards completing his entourage. But like talking of his Hugh Hefner self, what's left? He has all these bodyguards. Mm-hmm. He gets into the mots. Yeah, gets heavily into the mots. Heavily man. into the mots. Um, he has like ten, like ten girlfriends, like you know, at any given time. Now, sadly, I'd like to tell you they were all crackers, man, because you'd imagine and believe to be a few nice humans rocking around. Me and Danny vet them. We are watching the documentary, not and these are one <laughs> out of ten mocks, aren't they? And it's so funny because there was actually a scene where one of them was sitting on top of what looked like a, a turned-on-its-side fridge, yeah. and just written across it, it just said dirt box. Oh, we were in stitches. <laughs> like, little did I know that that just has so much like significance. It's like a slang over here in Ireland. How fitting. And this, like, rotten mot is lying on top, and it just said dirt box. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So oh, funny, man. But and um, this, but yeah, again, like where does this? This takes another turn. John being so odd. Um, explain kind of 
you know, look, we know like Dan Bilzerian and stuff with his women, like it's like, you know, he has sex with X amount at a time. They can't get jealous. Similar enough rules with John, but I guess the intricacies may be a little bit different. From what I know, Dan Bilzerian's very normal in his approach to all things sexual. Don't think he goes into too many orgies. Don't think he's very much like into anything too kinky. Just kind of, you know, gets the a, usual gets stuff. Missionary Mark, like, you know what I mean? Look yeah, at yourself. Gets the job done. Yeah. In and out. Talk to me a little bit about John. So I'm getting stitched up with this, Danny. I have to reveal the sickening nature of uh, John Boy's sexual interests, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to just jump straight into it. So the Mots have all come out and said, listen, we actually never really rode John properly. Like, he wasn't really into the standard stuff. He would just make us shit in his mouth <laughs> and vice versa. Like, and he'd do it, like, while laying on a hammock that had a hole cut out at the end of it. This is disgusting. Which is wild, man, isn't it? And he was paying these mad money, and he was also taking them through the tuition and all. Like, this is this is madness. Yeah, like, wild, wild, wild stuff. Like, it's, when we were watching it, we were like, man, I can't believe he's into that. And then when the mods go, no, we, like, me and we, John, we didn't do regular sexual intercourse. It was just, you know, pooping my mouth, we pooping his. It was like, man, what? You serious, Mrs. Like, what the fuck? Outrageous. Like, uh, so, look. And, like, the one that he was most into was probably the most... We were describing Dublin, bet down. Yeah, she was the worst of my far, like, but I don't know, like, he was mad into her, so, and she was like, like, we'll, we'll get into it in a while, like, but, um, yeah, so things are going fantastically for John, I believe, you know, he has the complete run of the place, he has about 50 mots all shit in his mouth, and uh, blah, 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 but anyway, uh, one day he's in a scaff and there's a police raid, but it's like not just a regular police raid, 42 soldiers roll up to the gaff, dogs like it's proper like the top army Still, force of police yeah. mm-hmm. that are outside his gaff banging the but place these are down. uncorruptible non-corruptible force yeah, exactly these are then like the national police the crime mm-hmm. organizational unit or some ogu or whatever it was called yeah so they, they organizational gang unit i think it was yeah that's it yeah they whip they whip john out of gaff and he spends 14 hours handcuffed and it's it's initially on suspicion of selling narcotics right and they're having a look at the lab and so on and so forth, but they eventually just charge him for having one firearm without a license. Yeah, because they tested the stuff and it was mm-hmm. like actually just like biomedical samples. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm surprised that he actually wasn't on any, any form of, of narcotics based on based on his his actions. He could have gotten away with it. Yeah, like when you think about the lab and all, like mm. like if if anyone wanted to cook down like in Belize Met or something like that or manufacture anything like this very breaking badass isn't it isn't it yeah like he, john boy could have easily gotten away with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so when when we were watching it, i was like the documentary was like okay oh fuck this explains it man he's had to be in like making drugs or something but the chap you know wasn't like the the way he frames it is that the reason why he got snatched up by the lads is because he wouldn't uh, donate anymore so they came to him they were like give us two million essentially at uh, the government and then he was like get the fuck out me property and then the next day they rolled up to the gaff and uh, they they done him in and uh, but then he like he's a paranoid young flat anyway but this just takes another turn altogether he's like getting mad paro that they're gonna start planting shit on him and like like essentially like he's gear, nearly gearing up for that do you know what i mean yeah, he's, he's back at the beach house at this stage he gets the fuck out of um fucking the what's the name of that village again uh, carmelita carmelita he gets the fuck out of dodge because it's just too red hot around there he's back to san pedro now at his at his lovely yeah. yeah, I don't know why he left it to be honest with you. No, the thing is, I, fucking unreal. Like, I don't know, but I think it was because wasn't he? Didn't he go on a boat trip one day? Yeah, um, with one of the locals, and then mm-hmm. he said, "Fuck, I want to buy property here," and then he bought yeah. all that property in Carmelia. But he's starting mad power. Like again, you're thinking psychotic, you're thinking probably drugs, but apparently not. He starts saying he has seen shit. 
Um, actually, to be fair, it's probably good because he's peril. This yeah. makes him like this is why his his antivirus software is so good. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. I mean? This kind of helps him. But yeah. he starts saying he's like seeing like half fish, half people coming out of the ocean and all storming mm-hmm. towards his gaff. And he yeah. got, how many how many dogs did he end up having? Yeah, so like this is like where it really kicks off because he essentially like created like a security perimeter around his gaff consistent of like loads of security dogs, loads of lads with guns, and it just wrecked his neighbor's head. So his neighbor was called Greg Falls, and he was also a fellow American, and his head was being done in by fucking Johnny. He was like, man, like this the guy kind of reminds me of Gale Bedeker. Yeah, great. It's the Gale Bedeker yeah, character. Yeah, he really he? is the Gale of this story. And he goes to John, he goes, man, like, come on, you have, like, 20 dogs outside that are all, like, mad vicious. They won't shut the fuck up. Like, I live here too, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, John goes to him, get the fuck away me now or I'm going to kill you. Um, and these dogs just patrolled the beach and roamed the beach. So if anyone was passing by and got within, like, any distance, because Greg actually, whenever he drank at the local pub, yeah, the the beach the beach bar. He'd have to walk around. Almost have to go into the sea. The long way, like yeah, yeah. to 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 go past the gaff because these dogs were vicious. Yeah, they were fucking like barking and going from and all. And he was like, "Look, I'm gonna have to go to the fucking guards about this. Then if you're if you're not gonna do anything about it, like you're just wrecking me, buzz like." And then um, then he goes to the guards and look, they, they don't do anything about it. And Greg, probably not the best idea, but goes, "Look, I'm gonna take matters into my own hands." And Greggy boy, what does he do, me? Outrageous turn of events. The, the, do we have first off do we have confirmation of this apparently Greg poisoned the dogs the little yeah. dogs well they're actually well, they're like Rottweilers or something probably yeah but, but we never got confirmation like, one of the things I actually questioned myself like do we get confirmation about this like how do we know that Greg did it uh, yeah true it? like yeah I don't think there's no like confession or anything like that but um, yeah well the dogs get poisoned anyway and then John assumes it's Greg because he's yeah, the one who he's the one took umbrage with all the police exactly and then yeah. man like john finds the dogs and they're in the morning they're foaming from the mouth there's nothing he can do and he he'll shoot the dogs then because mm-hmm. he's like they're 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 gone yeah i have to put them down basically and oh my god like at this stage like john is furious yeah he's pacing around the gaff with gun in his hand and he's like greg is bollocks do mm-hmm. like get me hands on him essentially like and um so saturday night greg is enjoying a few beverages um, at his local little beach Never bar you know. yeah exactly just you know like nice little like, little beach house enjoying a few drinks and on his way home um, next day he's found dead essentially right so the crime scene is fairly bloody like he's found on his back blood everywhere like close range shotgun um, to the head is how, how they said he died and he was tasered as well now you know yourself how did old David go mm-hmm. he was tasered to the stomach mm-hmm. and the cock loads of times so um, <laughs> that's what happened to uh to uh, Greg as well, so horrific fucking thing. Um, this happened. is an awful death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, fucking hell. So the guard had come looking, obviously, right there. And John, of course. Is... Yeah, he bounces, and the moth that we were talking about earlier, Danny was saying the rotten board, um, that that John is like attached to, he gives horse out and goes, quick, meet me by the fucking boat and bring all this cash shit, we're legging it. So your one buzzes down, meets him at the, the dock, they just jump on a boat and they end up fleeing. And, um, like John playing the media again. John starts like, well, the media get wind of it, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if John actually told them, because he started doing interviews then mm-hmm. remotely. Um, he's Elblaze. He's actually in a place called Gu- Guatemala at this stage, right? And he's doing he's doing interviews and telling the American media that he's been stitched up, and telling them the full story basically. And um, with that, he he starts getting in shit then because like he's in Guatemala illegally. Do you know what I mean? Mm, but yeah, he's, so. he's this is he has the worst disguise possible. Yeah, in Guatemala, he puts powder in his hair and makes it like Ridiculous. gray. 
comes across like the CNN reporter who got an interview with him. He um, went on a walking stick, and then uh, he walked past the CNN reporter. And the CNN reporter was like, "Do I? Does he know that? Like, like I know who he is." And then he goes upstairs, and they start this remote interview, and, and the. Uh, this actually isn't remote. Your man actually goes to uh, yeah. Sorry, he actually goes to his, his yeah, location, some and little then, motel. And then uh, John just goes, "Hi, I filled you, didn't I?" And he's and like, "Sorry, this fella." Like, oh, you're yeah. right, mate. Yeah, and he's like, "Has a mad like what's he like with mad gimpy leg and all in his hand?" And mm-hmm. the documentary has this mad like deformed hand and all. So um, yeah, he's on the move again. And but what happens here is he, he a picture gets taken of John in Guatemala, and you know the way going back to our episode with Don't Fuck with Cats. The pictures contain like GPS coordinates. Yes. So a video, so picture of him in Guatemala gets sent back to like the Voice magazine in in America, and they basically end up like tracking whereabouts he is in Guatemala, and he ends up getting arrested basically. And the Guatemala government are like, "Look, you're here illegally, mate. So this isn't gonna fly with us, champ." And um, funny enough, his board, uh, the rec board, her uncle is a lawyer. Well, not just a lawyer, was the old attorney general. Yes, I forgot about Which that. Which is yeah. madness of the top lawyer in the country, like mm-hmm. essentially. Um, I don't know if it was if it, if it was Belize or Guatemala, but basically this is handy to have. And then they were looking to deport him back to Belize, and what happens next is just fucking mad. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, so he's he's in custody and he's chatting to his lawyer, and he's like, "Look, I can't put an appeal in till three p.m. and it's like whatever, it's early in the morning at this stage." And he's like, "Do you understand what I'm saying to me?" Yeah, basically, like, like. like if we don't make it to 3 p.m., you're getting fucked up back to Belize, where you face a murder trial, essentially. Yeah, so John Boy pulls another rabbit out of the hat, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And he dives to the deck, faking a heart attack. He's like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they're like, bollocks, right? So they whip him off to the hospital, and he's like on the stretcher. Like, there's video footage and all, right? Of like him on the, the stretcher. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's A1. Like, I don't do know, know if I mean? he took a, t- a few sedatives or something, but he's properly like out of it yeah and then he's in the hospital it's approaching 3 p.m and the doctor's nurse is like mate you already talked to us and he's like what time's it there they were like it's just going on three and he goes perfect yeah oh, no, i'm feeling fantastic <laughs> yeah. bring us back there will you <laughs> literally and then by the end of that day he was then deported to the states yeah back home back on home soil and um yeah when he gets back obviously the media are on the runway like it's a big big ordeal like same day we're familiar with the the murder of greg falls and you know, he like he fucking John Boy when he gets back to America, he's like portraying it like he's been like like trekking through jungles and rivers and all. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you remember the media interview? He goes, "I've been trekking through jungles, through the oceans, and uh, I'm just happy to be back and all." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, like, so, um, he plays the media the whole time. Yeah, 100%. like he's, he's a he's he's a massive sociopath, isn't he? Hundred percent, yeah, exactly. And um, remember, even in the emails to your woman, who's like the documentary maker, like he he has this weird relationship with her that like spans over two years, where he's like really candid with her, like like she'll ask him a question, um, over email, and he'll just answer her, like. And remember, he was like, I acted like a madman on purpose just to play the media. I, I that's my thing. I I fuck with the media as much as I can. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, but back in Belize, they're still scrambling trying to figure out what they're gonna do with this Greg Falls thing. But sadly, they just don't have the forensic expertise that. You know, we'd have in uh, in the modern world, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, like, they like, didn't have a DNA lab on the whole country. The whole country didn't have a DNA lab, so they couldn't actually convict of DNA. The only time they could convict, no, nothing forensic, was based on eyewitness reports. Mm-hmm. And um, they had fingernails as well, they, and they, that they couldn't even test them. Like, yeah. they actually had everything that would be ideal to have in a, in a like, a murder case like that. So, they had fingernails, and your man, like, in the documentary, one of the, the main 
cops are saying only like under three percent of murder cases actually get convicted. Yeah. It's no wonder it's one of the like murder capitals in the world. And I guarantee John knew this. John did his due til- due til- due diligence mm-hmm. and was like, "Man, I'm getting away with this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even if it's blatant that it's me and that you know, like it happens if you follow the sequence of events. It's not like he waited like yeah. a couple months to do mm-hmm. young F. Uh, falls in yeah he pretty much did it, like, did it in a straight way basically yeah but uh interesting part of the doc is we find out like in very loose terms what potentially happened to greg via the documentary maker so mm. she remember she goes to believe and she actually gets a chat to john's caretaker and john's caretaker was one of the people he trusted most and he He's was like king, yeah he was he was like tasked with like doing the, the money drops and he was saying listen like i will say this on the night greg died i john told me to send uh 5k to a to an account and the account belonged to your man mac 10 ella edward edward mccoy the fella who uh whose mate died at the start of the story and uh the crazy yeah, cunt the crazy fuck like yeah and in it like in the documentary he's in it and he's talking about it and his body language is so funny isn't it She's like, did you kill Greg? And he goes, no. What no, are you why, what are you talking about? And, and then like, he just goes, like, how dare you assume that I did this? Maybe it was my twin. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't have a twin. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and then one of the girls came out then after it, like one of them, now obviously it's just, you know, her word against his, I guess, but one of uh, John's moths said that, yeah, like her role was like the going teasing. down to the pub, yeah, and essentially throw the lips on young Greg and try lead him back to the gaff and leave the door open. So that's what happened. Door was left open, and Edward McCoy went in and drilled the chap out. Um, so that's that's like what how the story apparently went based on the documentary. So Belize is left in tatters, and then John just gets back to the states, and it's as if nothing happens really. Reinvents himself. Yeah, literally, like he fucking ran for president in twenty sixteen as a libertarian. He lost out to Gary Johnson. Um, and I actually was, I would have, if I had the chance, would have voted for Gary Johnson in the... In the Why? What's his story? Um, I'm a, he's a libertarian. He's right. very much um, kind of, how do I describe a libertarian? Like free market, socially liberal, mm-hmm. kind of like um, a very like, um, kind of like Donald Trump, except a lot more like socially liberal. So very like, you know, peaceful and mm. like a, like a, it's like a capitalist yogi. Yeah. That's I get what you. like a libertarian would be. Yeah. Um madness though absolute madness and he yeah while in the background he potentially you know murdered or at least was complicit in the in the murder of of two people Imagine. that we know of mm-hmm. god only knows what else he was up to down there man remember some of the quotes from when he was running for president like his whole presidential campaign was like kind of nearly in keeping with the theme of mcafee like he was really like talking with cyber security mm-hmm. where he goes there's uh there's spy cameras hidden in cactuses and all do you know what i mean like <laughs> outrageous like people were buying into he came second so he, he came second in the libertarian and then basically each party get puts forward one candidate and you like the american presidential elections weird because anyone can technically run and anyone can end up on the ballot paper mm. but it was gary johnson as a libertarian i think it was those three and then two or three more independents um but they're the main three gary johnson came third in the election um, insane man trump and hillary obviously top two but yeah these days like john is living the life man in america like he's still if you google him now lads like you'll see there's loads of stuff about me he's like kind of weirdly like legitimizing himself again um well kind of like he's still a bit of a joke like as you said like he came out and said that shit about like eating his own flu and all yeah which i mean is fast approaching so i think we'll really find out the the type of person john is because within four months from now if bitcoin doesn't have 500k which I'm gonna check its 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 price right now, but BTC was about um nine thousand eight hundred euro last time I checked. 
9,961 euro, which is just over 11,000 US dollars. It has a little bit of a way to go. It's uh, $11,800. And what's he think it's going to get? 500k, he said. Ah, here, for fuck's sake, John. Like, yes. you're serious. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like that dick is gone, baby. 100%. <laughs> Cannot see that happening. Like, Which is actually retribution because I, I, part of me wants to kind of like, you know, we're weird. Like, as humans, we almost like the sadistic, like, manipulative yeah. mm -hmm. character. But, man, John McAfee, like... How how was his name still associated with that brand? Yeah, it's weird. Like, given all the crazy stories, like, you'd think they just rebrand at this stage. Like, I remember he was picked up by the guards there recently, like, and he's in the back of the car and all. And, like, there's squad footage of it, uh, like, squad car footage where he's like, my name is John McAfee. Um, you probably know me. I was, uh, I'm famous. I've, I've been on the run from the FBI. They're probably looking for me. I was, uh, there's a murder trial in Belize um, that I'm, what's it again? What do you say? Like, that I'm being, look, I'm being investigated for an all. Yes. You know what I mean? And your man's like, who? Who? Yeah, and he's like, how do you not know me and all? And this, it's so like, you might want to ring the FBI. Yeah, man, he's always not like, he's a strange, strange character, like. But um, yeah, like it's just, it just goes to show, man. If you have a few quid, you can get away more, or can't you? It's it's big, and, and and speaking of a few quid, if you do have a few quid, there's yeah. no reason to not join our madness over on over on the Patreon. Hundred percent, mate. Absolutely, join us. One episode a month. From the lads, naively pessimistic, or you know, like an extended episode if you have a guest. But go on, yeah. Let me let me speak to this because we we had a nice little brainstorm last night, and this is kind of interesting. And I know anyone listening to this, um, because we know how difficult lockdown has been. Things are open up right now, but they're not really open. They're kind mm -hmm. of half open. Um, but what really is open is is the ether and, and the the cyberspace, and we want to fill that void with with um entertainment for you guys not that we don't do it enough already yeah. over the sphere of the podcast but um what we've we've come up with is an idea for an live event which we wanted to have in person live in the flesh but we're actually going to have it on a the through the either of, of zoom or, or wherever we want to have it we're basically we just come on and we have like this is your saturday night with the lads live and and in person we can all kind of partake um it's in the works for next probably about three four weeks from now but we'll keep you guys updated on all the socials regarding it um, and then moving forward from there we'll have one of them based on the success of that we'll be giving away mugs t-shirts maybe whatever it is whatever merch we can come up with um because we are going to expand on the merch and then the plan is every single month to have one of them in the patreon and um, we might even run a little deal on, on the patreon as well for a couple months at a discount we'll see what we can come up with um but it'll be exciting so 100 I mean, percent, mate we, we don't date yet but save your dates absolutely and look as per usual uh if you don't know you know now we give don't shout outs on the show know. for people to give us shout outs on social media so we will make our way through them now so people who have been very good to us on social media recently and uh, master chris cook Maeve, of course mm -hmm. magic Maeve once again yes. a fan of the show uh warren shelley yes. um austin mccabe yes keep going uh jordan bass of course our lovely jordan who even though he's now part of our, our little enterprise here he, he never fails to give us a little shout out online um friend of the podcast a new patreon young kevin cunningham absolute gent absolute, absolute gent, gent thank indeed. you kev you're an absolute king and that mug will be out to soon i'm gonna ship it this week and who else leon mcgrain me old pal from school lots of love leon um mm. jess yes. power we're, we're ranking up actually a good few people here. Yes, sorry. Derek Costello, mm -hmm. your pal. As and always. of course, my pal also. So, <laughs> yeah. Yours. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the For people this who week. have given us a shout out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that. then once again, go check out Martinez Kitchens uh, on Insta for, for some meals. But man, like, again, this is a mad story and I think we'll 
we'll uh, th we won't, this won't be the last we hear here of McAvee, and I'm very excited to see how it plays out regarding his flute. Over the oh next yes, four to six months. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see how that goes down. So look, lads, as always, we massively appreciate it, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, one love. Thanks.